You're listening to the 405 Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this episode is with my good friend Eric Saramoto. Eric is a fellow photographer based in Philadelphia. He's a close friend of mine, someone I respect highly as both a person and a creative soul. Whenever I find myself in Philadelphia, I always see Eric, and with that, we constantly find ourselves discussing our one true love, photography. So with this talk, we decided to play a bit of a game. I picked four of Eric's photos, and Eric picked four of mine, and we delved into the different stories of these photographs. This talk was a lot of fun to make, and yeah, I've been really looking forward to sharing it with you for quite some time. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. This is the 405 Podcast with Eric Saramoto. Enjoy. This is my friend Eric. Eric, hello. How are you? I'm very good. Are you good? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Are you sure you're good? I'm, I'm not. I'm not very good. I'm just pretty good. <laughs> I'm sitting in like your nice office studio in Philadelphia. Eric's a really good friend of mine. Um, who takes amazing photos. I admire his work greatly. And um, there's a humanity in his photos that I always find myself responding to that you, I definitely don't see in everyone else's work. So kudos to you, Eric, for being able to be a human. Be Making a human me blush. Being. Oh, well, that's the point. I want to make you blush. Oh. Yeah. But this is going to be very special, this type of podcast, because, um, you know, a lot of the episodes I've done lately have been with me talking to musicians, which, you know, has obviously been awesome. But, um, you know, ideally, we want to do more than that. And what better than to, like, talk to other creative friends of mine that I really care about. So what's going to happen here is that me and Eric are going to be going into uh, photos of each other's, like, f- about three. I think we cho- we decided about that. Roughly three. I'm comfortable with three. Are you comfortable with three? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, um, we're going to talk about photos. I'm going to pretend the fact that earlier today he disrespected Carly Simon. No, I'm not going to let that go, Eric. You have to let that go. <laughs> I'm not going to let it go. Please let it go. He said he didn't know who Carly Simon is. I'm like, that's not true. She's an American icon. It's just she's very important. She's one of the best singers of all time. But yeah, I'm going to go into three photos of Eric. Eric is going to go to the three photos of mine. And we're just going to... He's going to ask me the stories behind my photos. I'm going to ask him the stories behind his. And, you know, you're just going to get a different side of photography that you probably typically wouldn't get in a caption. That's the whole idea. I like that. <laughs> People are going to think you're like some type of super spy with like your No, like no, I'm, 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 I'm trying to keep in the conversation while I'm looking through his Instagram. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Do you, should I go first then? Or... Uh, I mean, I got a photo queued up already, but I mean, you can... Oh, you, you go can, first. All right. Yeah, people people should hear your voice more. Anyway. Nah, the, the thing I, I always love about Ken's work is that when you look at his photos, you can instantly get an idea of what kind of concert it is. I mean, it, at least I know personally, like I, I have a very specific type of shooting style where um, as much as I, I want to try to capture whatever... Uh, emotions in the room that I, I always have a, a very set type of composition. And I think with Ken, the thing that I find very cool about him is that before going into seeing a show, if I see a photo from Ken, I know what kind of show it is. If it's a, a hardcore show or if it, it's a, you know, if it's a hip hop show, if it's a big pop uh, ensemble, like I, I, I can get an idea very quickly of what kind of concert it is. And the one photo that, stood out to me instantly when I looked at it was this, this sort of Tovolo where a lot of photos from Tovolo that I've seen so far have like at least very recently have been very poppy very um, like almost like commercialized like very Getty-esque and this photo is the complete opposite and I, I love it I love so many yeah. aspects of it and I, I mean I'll, I'll show it to you now because I have it on my, yeah, my yeah, phone yeah. but Oh, I wanted yeah. I wanted to know what kind of shoot that was, or where at least where it was. Or... Yeah, I'd love to go into that. That was at um, Hammerstein Ballroom. That was back in the winter, I'm pretty sure. And um, no, I love everything you just said, especially in regards to that photo, because I was very mindful of that going into that shoot. I was mindful of the fact that it was most likely going to be a difficult shoot, but also that it'd be a shoot where utilizing my creativity would be key in regards, in contrast to what a lot of other people would do. And, you know, you know, people look at the word pop star and they associate with Tovlo and they 
don't give it much of a second thought. But she's sexy. She's grimy. She's fucking rough. Like, she's like, yeah, some of her songs sound slick. But, dude, she's like fucking, she's like a rock star as much as she is a pop star. So that image was pretty much born out of that. Like, trying to showcase the rock star, dirty, grimy version of her. But also, like, you know, showcasing how cool she is. Because she's fucking, she's cool as shit. Like, no one performs like her. That's the thing about her. No one performs like her. I haven't seen her since she performed Boston Calling. And when I saw her per- Boston Calling, she was a lot, like you said, she was very grimy. She was very raw. I don't really think her um, that inner pop star kind of came to her, her mindset yet. And it, 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 was, it was interesting because everything since then has been so pop star heavy in terms of how they've promoted her. And yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I never saw that prior. And I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I, I totally understand. I mean, that's what that's what's going to sell tickets. Yeah. And it's and, working. For yeah. Sure. No, totally yeah. working. I mean, she went from being like, you know, uh, not even a second tier, like third or fourth tier festival act to, to being a headliner. I mean, I, I mean, that's that's really cool. I mean, to at least see that from a, a promotional standpoint to kind of understand yeah. what goes into that. Yeah. And I think what's also really cool is that, like, you know, obviously there's like, uh, style formats and there's you know writers and all that but like you know when you hear a song of hers you do unmistakably know it's hers and uh-huh. like that translates to a live show too like she'll be on the ground and she'll be kicking about and she'll be like mock masturbating and like you know yeah, like, yeah. like that's kind of like the photo you picked I love that you pick that one because like for me I was just like god like because when I think about what I'm going to put on Instagram, I do think about like something that's going to represent the artist as much as me. And I feel like when you look at that, you definitely know what she's about. It's like she just doesn't she doesn't give a fuck, man. Yeah. Tovo doesn't give a <laughs> fuck. I love that about her. Much love to Sweden because she's from Sweden. Swedish oh, people I, are I the fucking cool. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Swedish people are the shit. I love Swedish people so much. <laughs> <laughs> Those are facts. So, uh, my choice for you is probably one of my favorite photos you've ever taken. And what's interesting to me about this portrait specifically, and it is a portrait, is that I was with you a couple minutes before and after you took it at Bonnaroo. And you can probably guess what I'm talking about. It's a portrait of Con, Con Brio, where the light is pretty much hitting him from his hat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's this nice gem over here. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, I, that's one of my favorite photos I've ever taken, honestly. Yeah, like tell it, me the story behind it. So I had this... I, I knew going into Bonnaroo that portraits are going to be very difficult. I knew that there was going to be a lot of uh, photographers taking portraits uh, of the exact same musicians that I am just because there was a very limited number of uh, artists that were uh, up to doing the idea of portraits. And I understood that the amount of space that you could uh, kind of bring the musicians to is very limited as well. So I wanted to kind of take advantage of the time. I knew that I was going to be able to work with uh, the lead singer of Cambrio uh, around 6 o'clock, 6.30-ish. And I knew kind of what the, the lighting was going to be like. And I, I had this idea in my head of kind of using the sun to kind of silhouette him uh, prior. And this, the, the lighting, I mean, it ended up being a little bit later than 6.30. I think it ended up being at like 7.30, which was perfect. And oh, wow. uh, he was so open to the idea. And we kind of uh, tried a couple different angles to try to capture it. And it was really cool. And I, th- those types of portraits always kind of kind of get with me. You know, or not get with me. They, they, kind, of, they kind of work a lot, a lot better with me because um, I've had that idea or I've had that kind of composition for uh, like a couple of years now. Like or like leading into that shoot, yeah. and I'll try it out in a couple different situations, and until it works, I'll I'll keep trying it, and I, that's what I I, I kind of try to do that a lot, where I'll have like three or four ideas in my back pocket, and um, I'll try them all out and see which one kind of works, and with him it was really cool because I mean he he had two portraits beforehand and two portraits after, and he was really open to the idea of. Um, of just trying new things out and, and um, he kind of saw some of the photos I took live of him a little bit earlier that day and he really dug them and you know it was kind of funny because we kind of talked about Philly and he was asking me how Johnny Brenda's was because he was performing there in like a month and oh yeah yeah I, I, I just I love working with I, I just love working with guys like that where it's just it's 
Like where he's like a, he's a dude. Yeah, just like a Falling like a dude, dude. and just like oh. he he he's kind of new to the road and and not not kind of jaded by the whole thing and not just trying to get everything kind of over with. He he he's still open to the idea of of making something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I feel like a lot of times when you do these kind of festival portraits, a lot of times what happens is you'll have these musicians that this will be their fourth date, and you know they're just trying to like move through the motions and try to get it done. Um, but yeah. he was he was he was a lot of fun. I, I, That's I really, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about that is like I mean, what you just described is like obviously it's understandable how musicians will feel that way of just going through the motions. But what you describe of Gonbrio, the singer of Gonbrio, it's just like that's clearly one of those instances where it reaffirms to you why you love to do what you do because you want like you described how you had that um, idea going on for years, and the reason it works so well with him is like he was the person it was meant to work with. I mean, I don't. I don't really hold a lot of stock in like faith and like, you know, stuff like that. But like that idea of like communication and respect and just like being that ability to be comfortable enough to try something out with someone who obviously respects you. That's huge. No, I I don't. Yeah, no, I I totally agree in the sense that like like it it was kind of meant to be in terms of that composition. I mean, I, I think it's more more for me where I'll I don't like I don't know how it is with you but like i like going into a portrait especially with a musician where you have a very limited amount of time i like going in there with at least a couple ideas off the bat of things that could possibly work and things that they want to try and if they they're not open to trying them or they're not open to kind of working with you or they have a very limited amount of time just getting the bare minimal up front and then possibly pulling something on them later of trying something that latter uh, that latter bit of what you described is very much my approach. Um, I feel like I'm about to make every photographer friend and publicist friend pull their hair out after they hear this. But like, <laughs> typically when I go into portrait shoots, my method is usually just... like I obviously will know what the musician looks like ahead of time and I'll have a vague idea of what I want. But I really will go into it as blind as possible in the sense like I like being at the mercy of my environment. Like That shot that we're describing, the way you had to utilize the light even though you had the plan in your head, you're still in a way at the mercy of what the light dictates. Right. Like, I mean, like half hour later or 15 minutes later, it's not the same light. Exactly. Or even within five minutes. Cause yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's there, but positioning and just like, I like thinking that I can place somebody in an environment and I could get something great out of them within that just by proxy of like be them being themselves. That's what I love about musicians. Cause like I've shot actors and models before and like, it's all and people, you know, it's all great. But with musicians, there's just like this fucking cool ass vibe that they bring that no one else brings. Like that's what we're drawn to. We're drawn to this vibe that you just can't describe. No, I I, I totally agree. Totally, yeah. totally. And that is a perfect interlude into my second photo that I love of yours. Oh yeah. That's it. <laughs> that, so I've seen different variations of this photo before, and I think the story behind it might be the most interesting part about it. But uh, you took some photos of this band back in February of 2016. I'm sure you probably know who I'm talking about, but the, the Last Shadow Puppets. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, um, the fact that you have these guys in a portrait of any sort is like <laughs> w- the, the cool points that go along with that. I mean, but I'm sure for you, because I know how much those guys mean to you like, yeah. I mean what what was going through your head or like what happened when you you took those photos well uh I feel like the, I feel like I should go in quite into this quite a bit so apologies ahead of time this is pretty long-winded for some people so I'm a massive Arctic Monkeys fan been so since I was like 15 um when I was 19 I lived like a couple blocks away from Alex Turner like a little bit after they recorded the Humbug album so and that's my favorite Arctic Monkeys album so I'd see him around all the time and I would talk to them here and there, like, just fairly randomly, like, you know, pleasantries and all that. And after that, because I moved to New York, like, the year before, I started seeing them live, like, pretty frequently. So I, I never thought it'd be, like, the thing, like, this dude to recognize me. I mean, you know, yeah, like, we run in similar circles and we have, we know mutual people, but it's like, you know, I'm just, like, a pleb, just a regular person. But the way that portrait, came, that, fo- that photo came about was that, um... Uh, I was interviewing them like for ahead of that uh, project for their second album, and um, when I walked in, he just Alex Turner he gave me like the warmest of hugs, and he remembered me, and I was like, oh fuck, you remember me, dude? And we like 
had that like icebreaker and a lot of those photos the photo you're talking about it's actually more of a candid like i was just shooting them while they were talking to go along with the piece and there was like some portraits that happened after but it really was just a chill talk it was like 40 minutes of them talking about their album but then talking about the stuff that inspired it like living in la and going out drinking late at night and you know like the wit like we i remember i was talking about like not exactly girls but just i mean it was girls we talked about like the feelings that girls make you feel when you're into them like that aspect of lust and pursuit and you know, I said it, we said it before earlier, like, you know, he's like, Alex, he's a dude. And Miles is a dude, too. Like, it's just like, they're the type of guys you talk to. And they're just like, you could just shoot the shit with them. Like, I love that about them. So, yeah, it was wild for me. Like, I, because I, I love their music. And Miles, too. Miles uh, Kane. Like, he has um two solo albums, uh, The Color and the Trap. And uh, I think the second one's called Remember Where You Came From or something like that. I'm probably gonna. That's definitely not what it is. But uh, something like that. But the first album, I love his solo work too. And like, yeah, that was pretty wicked. So I'm glad you picked that shot too. That's fucking massive. No, I mean like that. It looks like a GQ ad. Like that's like, it, like I'm, I'm not even I'm not even kidding you. Like it, like they're just so overly well dressed. Like it's it just annoying. They look like Russian gangsters. It, it was it, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. No, but. It, that's one of my favorite photos and just the, the coolness factor that you got those two people in a room together. Well, my shot that I'm going to pick for you next, and it's funny because, like, you know, in case people are listening and wondering what the fuck's going on, we're actually going through each other's Instagrams and just kind of, like, picking shots blind, which, I mean, I think that's fun as fuck because what it leads to is I just came across this portrait of yours that I've actually surprisingly never seen before. And it's this one of the lone bellow right here in the middle where they're like holding up the girl's face. I tried to enlarge it, but it's like being ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that to was, the story behind that. That was like one of the first portraits I ever took. Uh, Is it? Yeah. Uh, I would say it's that. like second or third. I mean, so what happened was is that uh, that was the third time I went to Newport Folk Festival. And... Uh, the yeah, oh, there's some people oh sorry I don't mean to cut you up there's some people who are from Europe who are probably listening so I, if you can describe Newport Folk to someone who's never heard it before so the the Newport Folk Festival is the arguably the longest running music festival in the United States consecutively um, it, it's a place that I I probably would say is like my biggest creative endeavor in terms of like the, the fact that I'll always t- try to take on a new project while I'm there uh, specifically, like that year with that Lombello shot, was the first year I ever did portraits. I I, I got offered portraits previous years, but I, I never kind of took them on, and I, I kind of wanted to do one with John McCauley of Deer Tick, which ended up being the whole band for Deer Tick, and then along with that whole that whole arrangement was the Lombello and, and this band Kingsley Flood, and uh, I love the Lombello. Like I think they're one of the I think they're one of the best bridges into modern day country music that folk music has right now. Yeah. And I mean, for people from an international standpoint, I mean, if you want to understand uh, Newport folk in the greatest sense is it it bridges the gap of American folk music into other genres in many ways. But I mean, that photo in particular, the reason why it's so important to me is, is I caught a band in a really cool moment of their career uh the, the Lombello were just kind of blowing up at that point and in terms of the american charts and they they just finished their first record and then were about to go in the studio for their second and it, they they were their kids i mean now to see them uh the girl janine or kanine actually rather she just had her uh she just had her first kid uh, zach i think has two kids at this point and i mean th- it's kind of cool to see them immersed in the folk community in many senses now in their uh, now in their career. But I, I'm glad you picked that photo. I it, it, I haven't <laughs> seen that photo in forever. I, I mean, I it, it's it. kind of funny because I have I have so many. I, I did another portrait with them like two or three years back, and we ended up doing it on like the roof of uh, Fort Adams, and they they were 
making tiger faces while like <laughs> combing around in the grass and stuff. And I was like, I can't post any of these. I can't. I mean, your your publishment, your publicist team, I, I don't think would be <laughs> too happy with it. But yeah, but they're unbelievable people. Like uh, I, I've had the pleasure of talking to them before when we were did Boston Calling a couple years ago, and that was my first time even hearing about them. But you had talked to me about them before, and just talking to them for like a couple minutes and then watching them perform, they're just unbelievably talented and just so kind like there were people where you could tell they were very grateful of the fact that they were doing what they were doing like they didn't take for granted that they had a stage to perform on they didn't take for granted that they had uh the opportunity to be like at a festival and just like be amongst each other as much as people like yeah they're just they're fucking wicked people man yeah no i i I totally agree with everything you're saying i mean they're, they're not jaded at all and I think that kind of comes with uh, I, I mean the story of them coming up throughout at least the, the folk ranks was that they they made this record after uh, I, I believe it was the lead singer Zach I believe his, his wife fell off a horse and she became paralyzed and he started he never sung songs before he always played guitar I think and he uh, he started singing songs to her in the hospital room and you know they, they had this this kind of pact between him and his wife of when she, she gets better when she you know when she can walk again they're gonna they're gonna start touring and they're gonna start making music and shortly after that he he got his friend um brian who who's uh, the bassist and the other one of the other three members and, and they kind of put a band together and kenine i believe was a school teacher and they they kind of started touring and all of them started wait wait they, that's the story of the that's amazing yeah so they they start they all quit their day jobs and and then I literally um, never knew that. And then the 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 I believe the pianist, the fourth member, I, I forget what his first name is, but he uh, he ended up falling in love with Kanine and and then they started uh, a relationship together and now they have a kid and it, like it, it's like a family like it, that that's what makes that so cool with them is is it's so closely so closely uh, connected in, in terms of. Of them as a band. Wow. And and I, I, I've I've always I've always really had a close place in my heart for them because like they, they, they're they're, like you said before. Like I, I think that that kind of is like a, a connecting point between all the musicians that at least I think we both love together. Is like it, they're just people, you know. Yeah. And, and and yeah, they make amazing music and they, they can connect with people, but at the end of the day, they're, they're no different than me and you in many ways, and. Uh, I, I just I I always will try to see them live because I mean like you said before I mean they they put on a show like a really good show <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jesus that's incredible uh, so you have another photo of mine you know this is so much fun after this third I know we said three originally but let's go for four fuck it let's like do two more each. all right all this right is I, fun. I, okay yeah sure this is so much funner than I thought it was gonna be actually I thought it was gonna be pretty fun to be fair. <laughs> You, you were just you're just dreading it at heart. Um, <laughs> well, it's one of those things where you have an idea, and I think you right. wonder like, oh my god, how good is this gonna go? Well, th- this photo more. I just want to actually hear about the event itself. But um, <laughs> yeah, sure. You you recently shot Lord at uh, Gov- Governor's Ball. Yes. Um, I've shot Lord before a couple times, and I mean, she's one of my favorite musicians. Period. Yeah. But I I, I was really curious to see what her live performance was like the, this time around and, and what it was like kind of shooting her oh it was completely unbelievable i'm glad that you point that out too um uh you know big shout out if to alex baker who might be listening uh who used to be lord's publicist and she was the one that put me like when L- royals blew up i was aware of lord on a tertiary tertiary level but i didn't know much about her that music much musically I didn't delve in deeper. And then I remember I got invited to take photos of her at Roseanne Ballroom. I think this is back at 2011 or 12. No, it must have been 12 or 13, one of the two. But I remember just Alex just saying, like, come out, come out. You have to check this out. You're going to love it. And I did. And back then, I could see how special she was. Because it's like, yeah, she has the songs. But there's just this level of assurance that you just can't believe. Like, when you watch her perform. And I saw her again in Boston. And... Um, she played United Palace in New York and I used to live by there. I talked to her briefly, oddly enough. And she's the type of person that when you talk to her, you immediately think you're like a kid. 
even though she's so young. Like, she's so young, she has so much maturity that when you talk to her, she makes you think that you yourself are younger than her. Like, that's the type of level that she has. And it transcends with the live show. Like, it's just like, when you watch her live, you see such assurance and passion and confidence. And a lot of that was what happened at Governor's Ball. She played at Governor's Ball uh, the first day. And to be perfectly honest with you, like, I mean, there were a lot of great performances that week and a lot of great performances, but me personally, she is the top. Like that, I mean, Phoenix are my favorite band, my favorite live band, and they headlined the second day. And of course, they blew me away. But Lord's set on the first day, it was beyond the best set. And it's like you were saying, like her songs, dude, they're just like, you wrote this? Like, you, you, your mind's blown. Like, it's like, you know how to be so passionate and so articulate and so just like you can so you can distill these emotions into these gems of songs and like yeah it was a real pleasure shooting her again and like i really want to take photos of her again and wa- just watch her live like she's she's mind-blowing no i i, I totally agree like and, and with what you said too or like there's no po- other pop star where i'm like oh i would totally want to see your arena show just to see what you're doing yeah. Like to to be able to kind of uh, witness this this growth of a, a girl that's only like I think she's twenty now. Yeah, she's twenty now. Yeah, and, and it's like you know if she's like what this is her second album with melodrama. Like when I heard that album, I just kept thinking like if you're making music like this now, what's the music gonna be like in another ten years? Like it's just like oh, totally, totally. Wow. Yeah, I, I like that's. My my whole perspective of her is that where it's like if you're if you're like I don't think melodrama is perfect. I thought Pure Heroin was as close to perfect as you can get as a on a yeah. first album, but I mean melodrama was good. But it all it kind of showed me was you're trying so many new things. Yeah, so many new things and and so many things that people will will bank an entire record on. And you're just like sprinkling them into the record that you're putting out. Like, like if you're doing that at the age of 20, I can't imagine. Like yeah. you said, I can't imagine what you're going to do in 10 years. That's true. You know, that's an interesting uh, perspective you had on melodrama because like, I'll be honest, like the first time I listened to it, I enjoyed it a lot, but I didn't find myself uh, obsessing over it the way a lot of people did. I think the obsession for me happened like after a couple more listens, because what blows me away about that album is that. It's an album with ballads and an album with, like, loads of piano, but it's also an album with, like, loads of club bangers. And it's like, you know, I think if you were to, like, to describe that album without the context of Lord, like, if you were to describe it to someone, it just wouldn't make sense. Like, I'm like, what is this? But then you listen to it, and it's like, she has a club banger tune that goes into a piano soon. And it's just like, it just works. Like, it's the same person. It's this person who's just like exploring their youth and yet it's also someone who's contemplating where they are in life and where they're going and it's like jesus when i was fucking 20 i was just chasing girls and playing xbox like i wasn't thinking <laughs> like i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't thinking about the deep confines of my life maybe like one random night in like april but like obviously obviously life the the concept of life is something she's thought a lot about with this record and just the fact she's able to convey those thoughts that's just unbelievable no i I totally agree i totally yeah yeah so i'm gonna be a little cheeky now and cheat a little bit not really cheat but that's a little bit of a cheat well it's a cheat because we talked about this photo earlier today but i want to hear you talk about it more especially for other people because this is actually a photo of a friend of mine uh, someone i love very much and it's uh when bishop briggs played at union transfer and it's that photo we talked about earlier today where she's walking oh, on yeah, stage. Yeah. I l- and it's all that blue around her. Yeah. Tell me yeah. about that. Tell yeah, so uh, my fascination with Bishop Briggs started uh, when I saw her open for Kaleo, I think like six months before that photo was yeah. taken. Uh, that photo was taken on Cinco de Mayo, so I'm assuming that the first time I saw her was like November. But I was instantly hooked. Like I, I heard her f- uh, single The River or River. I don't know if it what, what it is. <laughs> I think it's River because I think, I think the River is like Bruce Springsteen's so River. Look at us be. trying to be fucking professional. In yeah, this yeah. Podcast. Look at that. But anyway, anyway, give us props. Um, I remember hearing that song on the radio, and I mean, I thought it was good, but I I didn't get it until I saw her live. And then when you kind of see her live, and you kind of see the whole 
fact that she's incorporating these aspects of hip-hop and kind of EDM music with like straight-up blues music it, it, it's it's something really special and really cool and her whole vibe I, I I've just absolutely fallen in love with but uh, I initially bought tickets to see her uh, I'm singing a mile I had no intention of shooting it and happenstance her uh, publicity team and management team kind of contacted me and was wondering if I could take some photos for the show and I kind of worked around uh, some some life events and and was able to kind of photograph the show and I was so happy I was able to do it like she's insane live like and I would have probably regretted every moment not having my camera if I didn't actually get to photograph it. But the photo he's he's talking about is uh, is a photo where it's a ultra wide angle photo, and it's it it's one of my favorites just because of the composition of being able to get in the middle of that composition and, and actually being able to kind of get the settings correct to to take the photo because it wasn't it wasn't one of those photos that you can it's not one you can really plan for no no no, no. like no. i mean you have to understand like it's it's one of those photos where you need to understand how the musician moves and you need to understand where to be when the musician's moving and the, the reason why i love it so much is that it, if the settings were even a little bit off that photo wouldn't have come out at all um but you've shot her before as well like i mean how do you i mean yeah. Where have you shot her before? Like, how, how did that kind of work? Uh, I shot her at Irving, and I shot her at this holiday thing at um, some pier in uh, Manhattan. But, yeah, like, it's it's a very... It's a thing where it's, like, the way she moves, it's very frenetic, that you can get the rhythm of it, like, while you watch her. But even with that, you do really have to be mindful of just, like, what's available to you. Like, it's exactly how you described. It's, like, yeah, it could be quite tough nailing that down. Yeah, no, I, and I was fortunate enough. Like, I don't, I don't think Irving or I don't know if the Holiday thing had it, but like a pit, like in terms of you can move around freely. Oh yeah, they had pits, but like you know, not the best pits, obviously. No, nah. oh, did you have a pit? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was one of the few shows I've ever had at Union Transfer with a pit. And for people that don't understand, them. <laughs> if, you have a, if, you, if you have a if you have a pit, means that you can uh, you have this little bit of space in between you and the the crowd and the stage where you can kind of move around freely and kind of compose a shot but I, I mean the thing with Bishop Briggs that I I always kind of respect is the fact that she thinks about herself visually and she thinks about the entire vibe where like the, the, the LED lighting for example color wise was uniform throughout the entire show which is something that a lot of bands don't kind of think about where they'll have like red lights, they'll have green lights and she was very strictly uh, mind my color blindness but still very very blue and very very purple yeah and, and i mean she never had like something very warm in terms of um i mean in terms of the show which i thought was kind of kind of really cool yeah you know it very much fits like what her like uh sound palette is and just like right, exactly her whole tone yeah. yeah yeah much love to if you're listening bishop somehow much love to you you're fucking awesome yeah we love you uh. in terms of <laughs> your music yeah. um give me one sec i had another photo of yours that i really really enjoyed no, please take your time. <laughs> By the way, I love your dog. I should uh, point that. I should bring that up on the podcast because everyone loves dogs. <laughs> uh, it's French bulldog, right? Yeah, French French bulldog. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, yeah. Eric and his girlfriend Caitlin have this lovely French bulldog named Lilo, who's it's a year and a half, right? Yeah, yeah, year, year and, and a half. half. Oh, yeah. that's right. Look at that. And Lilo is the loveliest human in the world. And maybe we'll even include a photo of her because everyone loves <laughs> dogs. <laughs> See now we have to do another. It, it's it. internet traffic for dogs. <laughs> have you you find that sometimes? Do you like if you post a photo of her, like the the likes just go up, don't they? Yeah, I mean, like that. That's the the, the fascinating thing about Instagram, where like certain certain things just draw internet traffic, like cute yeah. dogs, like like selfies. Like if you take a selfie of yourself yeah. every day, like you'll you'll be the king of Instagram. Like fuck, not the king of Instagram. I mean, like I mean. Don't get ahead of yourself. What do you think but, it is? Because it's like you and me, I know for sure, and definitely a lot of our fellow photographer friends, we hate taking selfies. <laughs> like, we definitely hate it. It's, I just, I don't know. I find it so pretentiously weird. 
to, to take a selfie of yourself and, and post it on Instagram. But at the same time, like understanding the value of like self-promoting and all that stuff. Like yeah. I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Like I, like I'm, I'm trying not. To, I'm trying not to sound like an asshole. But, <laughs> you already said pretentious, so it's kind of hard. But but like if you're <laughs> stuck, there's this. There's like two types of people always on Instagram, at least in my opinion, or on like social media in general. Careful there, now, it makes you money. <laughs> I'm, I'm being very, very careful. No, but like if you if you're either you're either somebody that is self-promoting yourself or self or aggregating some form of entertainment in some way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like either you're 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 promoting something that you're doing or you're promoting something someone else is doing in the hopes that you're going to gain an audience of people that respect your opinion. Do you think that selfie is going to put a wrench in that? No, I think that that they they they're a key tool to kind of promote yourself. Yeah. And I I don't really know where this conversation is going. I don't know either. It just kind of came up. Yeah. I cringe at stuff. Oh, like speak of the devil, Lilo just walked in. She just kind of kicked the door open. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't completely closed. So. Hey, Lilo, how are you? You're trying to find a photo of mine that you liked. I'm not like trying to. I this had is, one earlier, and I'm this trying is to go podcast back. land. It's okay. We're just like spitballing. It's like what? It's like what time is it? It's like it's like about to be midnight. We're just like having ball here over here. If you heard that, that was Lilo just shaking because that's what dogs do, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in town for uh, in Philly to take photos of the Gorillas show tomorrow, and I'm super stoked about that because Gorillas are one of, if not one of, if not the, then one of my biggest favorite live ba- fa- live favorite live bands and um, uh, inspirations, and just like, yeah, I'm super stoked about that. <laughs> oh, he's kicking her out. Oh, I'll see you in a little bit, Lila. Oh, <laughs> she is one of the best dogs in the world, though. She totally is. She's very, very cute. She's lovely. But anyway, I was I was looking for this <laughs> photo because I saw it program. earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you shot a portrait of uh, Marion Hill. I, I'm assuming in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. they're a Philadelphia band. I've I've seen them a couple times live. Yeah. Uh, I really really enjoy them and. Um, I always find the most interesting thing about taking portraits of the two of them is their height difference. Yes. Because... Uh, uh, oh, wow. That's so true, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I did a portrait of them at Bonnaroo, and I didn't understand how much of a difference there was height-wise in terms of the both of them until I'm, like, trying to actually, like, pose them and, and create a composition, and it's, like, you're way out of frame, and then also yeah. you look way too small next to... like it. But I, I was curious uh, in terms of, A, what you thought of them, and, and also um, in terms of their music, and also uh, what what do you thought of in terms of working with them in terms yeah, of Yeah, sure. Life? Let me take a look at the photo, because yeah. I know which one specifically. Okay, I remember this one. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, quick shout out to Samara, uh, who used to work at Republic, who set me up with them, like, about two years ago. Um, oddly enough, they're like another group that become friends, which always feels weird saying that out loud, but you can't help when it's true. But yeah, they're, they're friends and, um, their music, what I love about it is that it's, um, it sounds very distinct, yet it doesn't sound like it's completely left field. Meaning like it's, you know, it's down tempo pop music with an alternative, you know, electric spin, but like it does sound like it's very um, considerate to them. Like, it definitely does fit what Jeremy does on keys and Sam, her voice. It's just like, she's fucking great. Like, she sings so fucking wicked, man. And they're great people, honestly. Like, people say that all the time, but Sam is just, like, one of the kindest souls ever. Like, she knows how to make you feel welcome. I would say that's her biggest quality. Like, she's, like, she's very aware of that. And Jeremy is the type of dude who's very big on just, like, working with you. Like, if you have ideas, he'll talk with you and he'll, like, you know, consider what your ideas are and, like, sometimes they'll even give his own. And they're a really good dynamic in that sense where it's, like, clearly, like, you can tell their personalities balance each other out. That portrait happened right before they headlined um, Webster Hall last autumn, which was fucking crazy. Like, it was nearly sold out. 
It was such a great bill. They had shade or shade. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. We're trying to be specific here how we do this on this podcast. And um, who else opened that show? Shade and Verite, who is unbelievable. You know Verite as well. Yeah, I was just going to ask if they were were there because, I mean, Shade's been working so much with Verite lately. Yeah. Yeah, that was just a great bill. And, like, I remember Nicole, my friend Nicole, uh, Nicole Major, shout out to you too. Uh, wow, we're doing shout outs here. This is cool. She um, toured with Verte on that tour and in, in proxy of that with Marion Hill. So I hadn't seen her in a couple weeks and I saw her at that show. So it's kind of emotional for me because Nicole's like one of my closest friends and I, I love her dearly. And like, you know, you have Nicole there, you have other friends of mine who are shooting, you got friends in the crowd. And you have friends on stage with uh, Kelsey, who, who's Verte. I know her a little bit. And uh, Marion Hill, who I know a little bit pretty well as well. So it's like, yeah, it's just, that was, that portrait was really just made out of love. Like, it was right before they had dinner and stuff. So, like, you know, it was kind of like one of those, like, you're limited on time. But there were a lot of hugs before and after that portrait was taken. And, like, you know, yeah, I just, I love them. They're, I love those two. I love them a lot. Yeah, no, I... I couldn't agree more with everything you said. I mean, they're they're one of my uh, my favorite duos in, in the sense that you could you could tell everything they're they're doing is so well thought out. Yeah, and their their sound is like you said so unique, but it's still so familiar. Like there yeah. there's so many aspects of it that kind of click. Uh, I I saw them back at the uh, the TLA. I would say like three months ago, maybe a little bit less than that, maybe like two months ago. And it was such a fun show just to see them interacting with their hometown and, you know, to have the family at, at the show. And But at the same time, from start to finish, the show had such a theatric level of how well it was thought out in terms of how they entered, how they exited. You know, there was interludes in between songs. And you don't really see that on people that have only released one record. And no, I, I think that's, that's something that was, was very unique for them. And... Um, I'm, I'm very similar to Bishop. I'm, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do going forward. Yeah, that's going to be really wicked. Uh, my fourth and final shot for you, because we went for four. Uh, I forgot there was four. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, well, you know, I love breaking the rules. <laughs> my fourth and final shot for you is uh, a shot I have seen before, but when I was scrolling through Instagram, um, you know, I saw it again. And, you know, it's, what I love about so much about this photo is that, like, there's so much going on here like the composition the lighting the positioning of everything but the moment is just like it's one of the most tender moments i think i could think of and you probably just by me using that word you probably already know what i'm talking about and it's uh matthew logan vasquez with his son uh for people who are listening who might not be familiar with him uh matthew logan vasquez is the lead singer of delta spirit who are like one of in my opinion one of the best um inventive indie bands who have ever been around um I got into them around 2010, which was the year I graduated college, and I saw them perform. Uh, I think they were touring for either, they were like right before they were released their self-titled album, uh, which I think is their third or fourth record. But just like, they're just an unbelievable band, and his solo stuff is great. But this photo with his son. I'm the type for people listening. I'm the type of person who says he hates kids, and then I'll see a photo of a kid or see a kid on the street, and I'll be like, "Aw." So like, <laughs> that's kind of what kickstarted this photo. So Eric, I'd, I'd love to hear the story behind this photo. Yeah, no, I I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it's uh, I'm really happy that you chose a lot of my favorite photos that I've I've taken because <laughs> <laughs> no, but that uh, as we were talking about the Lombello before photo before it's it, it's kind of a cool contrast between those photos and that matthew logan vasquez photo because um the lone bella photo is one of the first portraits ever taken at newport and one of the first portraits ever taken period and then the matthew logan vasquez photo is very very recently that was last year and that was a year that i did 15 portraits in the span of three days which was that's insane yeah, at a festival, you know, in terms of scheduling, in terms of like finding those moments, it, it's very, very difficult and it takes a lot of time. And I remember that photo specifically or that series of photos was so cool because Matthew, um, he's been in this big transition in his career where he went from uh, working with Delta Spirit to trying to do a solo career. And he, um, 
he had his his wife at the time, or he had his wife and he had his uh, his newborn kid at the time um, at the festival with him. And it was so cool to see because that festival it just transcends family in so many ways, and to see him kind of bring his entire family into the fold and, and kind of have them be a part of uh, his his life and his festival life for for Newport was was really cool because he he was just a dad he wasn't he wasn't a he wasn't a, a rock star anymore you know what I mean like yeah. he, he, we we <laughs> I I met him over in the press tent which was probably like 200 feet away from uh from where we ended up doing portraits and I had the idea in my head to do portraits in one place but his his kid and his wife were staying staying over over in another place and uh, my girlfriend um, the day before did like a little little sketch because she at Newport she does these incredible sketches where she'll she'll sit down and um, however long she's sitting at the set she'll she'll sketch something and, yeah. and at that moment she we were watching uh, we were watching Matthew perform and his his wife and his kid were sitting there and my girlfriend sketched this little thing so I, I was like telling him about it he's like oh man it's so cool and I like pulled it up on my phone and and then he wanted to show his wife and then we would go over and he showed his wife and I met his kid and when we met his kid I, he was like oh well like uh, give me like two more minutes and we'll like, and then we'll go over and do portraits wherever and I was like no 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 like stay with your family we'll, we'll do portraits with, and he's like oh well, can Thor be in the photo and I was like I was gonna say the kid's name Thor right yeah the kid's that's so Thor. fucking cool yeah uh, so I think his wife's Norwegian or like Finnish. Like the, the grandfather, the grandfather, I think, on the the mom side. Yeah, I think his name was Thor. Was That's fucking wicked, man. Um, but yeah, so like <laughs> I was like, he he was like asking if this kid could be in the photo. And I was like, totally, totally. Just because in my head, like I mean, Newport's so family oriented that any any aspect of family in a photo means so much for that festival. So I, I really thought that that would be. That'd be the best. I'd be so. That'd be so freaking cool to kind of to kind of have that aspect. It captures so, the whole spirit of the festival, like that right. photo. And, to and me I, personally, like from it, what you've told me about it. Yeah, no, and it changed it a huge perspective, at least for me, in terms of how I I want to go about photographing it for this year, because that that photo meant so much more in terms of um, capturing a, a side of humanity that you don't see in a musician but is so prevalent at that festival that um, I, I need to capture more of that this year uh, and, and it's uh, it's something that's on the, the top of the, the the list in terms of planning out and, and kind of seeing what I can get out of requesting that type of angle you know what yeah. I mean like it, it, it's something that I don't think that a lot of people are, are really thinking about going into to requesting like a portrait for example like hey like you know, I know your your wife Michelle and your 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 kid are going to be there. Would you want to do something different? Or you know, I understand that like like that that kind of stuff. I think is is kind of more yeah. Like what you're more, essentially describing is like you know capturing the humanity, which it's like you know it's interesting because like that should be so innate in what we do and what we strive for. But um, you know, I feel like by proxy of like the idea of hustling and like you know trying to maintain your skills and just uh, things you search for you get kind of lose sight of that sometimes especially within a festival environment so for you to be able to go to Newport and have this experience and to be able to reflect on it that's really something amazing yeah I mean I I don't think you should ever do something twice unless you're trying to push yourself to still do something different you know what I mean and with Newport it's something that this will be my my seventh year going oh uh, yeah Seven years, man. And, Jesus. And can you think of anything you've done seven times? Like, in the span of seven years? I mean, how adult are we going <laughs> to? Touche. I had to. But, but like, if, if you're going to spend money or if you're going to commit a creative endeavor to something and you're not going to try something different and you're not going to try to push yourself, then I don't think there's any point in doing it. And, and for me... With, with with Newport, that that's all I can think about. It's like how can I, how can I show this thing that means so much to me in a way that means more than the year before, and, and I think that with ever, shooting any band, you know what I mean. Like if, if if you're, especially if you're doing it for free or you're you're doing it um, just for the the experience, 
like if you're not experiencing something new, then why are you doing it? No, you know, that's and, very true. And I, I think we talked about this before. I mean, a lot of times you'll have a musician who you shot the first time and it was, it was a really cool like club experience. And the next time you shoot them, they're at an arena and the rules are different and you know, the photos might not be as good. Then yeah. why don't you just buy a ticket and go see it? You no, know? that's true. You know what I mean? And instead of trying to, to stress and, and, it's, it's really funny we're talking about that because I've been this year has been really big with me trying I mean this podcast for example is like a prime example of me trying something different as is doing different portraits and but I've been finding that as well where it's like there have been loads of acts I've shot a handful of times and like you do find yourself coming into um, a rhythm of just kind of doing it out of like uh, in a habitual way like, kind of like, oh, of course I want to shoot this act. I'm just going to do it. A prime example is this. Uh, Kendrick Lamar is playing next week. And I love him. And I love his music. We talked about this show coming up. Uh, he's doing two shows at the Barclays. So, naturally, I want to shoot it. Because, obviously, like, why wouldn't I? But at the same time, there's a part of me that goes like, well, why? And it's like, oh, well, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. But it's like, yeah, but what's the real purpose of shooting it? And it's like, oh, it's going to feel really cool to do it. But it's like, but really, why, though? And it's like, because I'll have the photos. It's like, does it mean much to you? Because I, I wouldn't, I'd be shooting for maybe a blog, really, not like a magazine or a newspaper that's going to be like utilizing them to the highest ability. So it's yeah, like, of course. Yeah. So my brain is like, why don't you just buy a ticket, you fucking jackass? It's like, oh. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> no but I, 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 I totally agree, though. Like, I mean, that, that aspect, though, of like the coolness factor of going to go to a show for free and, and, and bot and like you know taking photos of a band that you love is that really worth more to you than enjoying the show and not having a a moral responsibility to have to take a photo no know? exactly yeah. and and i like that 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 that's where like kind of newport kind of boiled down to me where you know you you can find so many creative outlets for taking these photos but if you didn't have to would you still want to go and yeah, the answer that, is always yes that's a great question you know what i mean like in um it, i that's why i mean i haven't been to an arena show in a couple of years now just because like it, it's the hassle's too much like there's there's no enjoyment in taking those photos so i mean it's no. so stifling yeah really. yeah no i totally know what you mean and i think what's been really interesting for this coming head for me is like when i first got into photography shooting bands uh, a lot of it was that, like, I just wanted to go for free in regards to just, like, it be, having a reason to be there. But then, it, but then it does morph into just being a thing of, like, a force of habit. So it's like, yeah, so I know what you mean. Yeah, but uh, you, you went through four, I went through four? How did we... you go through, yeah. I go, yeah. Did, yeah. did Wait, did we pick the fourth? I or... went first the first time. Oh, you did? Right? Oh, did so I... we're good. Wow, I we think did. so. Dude, we did it. We can't. We had we, a mission. We, over, we overcame. The, we uh, overcame. We had a the mission. The adversity of of, uh, of setting all this this nonsense. Do up. you know what I love about recording podcasts with friends? Is that by proxy, they always tend out to be really long. Uh, last weekend, I recorded one of a friend. The first time with a friend, my friend Sorka. So shout out to you, Sorka. Feel like Sorka from Ireland, and that ended up being like 40, 45 minutes. How long is this one? Uh, hour and twenty three and going. Whoa! Have fun listening to this, you fucking losers. I'm kidding. I lo- if you're listening, obviously I love the shit out of you. Um, no, really though. If you're listening, like, what's wrong with you? That's kind of crazy. Don't like. Why are you listening? But um, no, seriously, Eric. Thanks for taking part of this. It's like I, I'm staying at your place. I always love staying at your place. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for uh, for doing this. This is fun. All the people all around and follow people I go watching, <laughs> make a friend, make a girl, make a official, make